for all my people out there that got a job. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. I used to get mad at my mama. I used to get mad at my mama. I would go in my room and sing that like a sad, black, abused child. I was so emotional. Welcome back to another episode of Breathe the Black Sheep. I'm your host, Breathe the Black Sheep. The Black Bachelorette, self-proclaimed, because I don't want these niggas. These niggas want me. And it's been a pretty good week, you guys. I just first want to give a shout out to my job because not only did they do amazing on caring about our mental health during this crazy ass time and the snowstorm in Texas, but they played all of us time and a half for two weeks of that this storm happened, the week of the storm and the next week, which was this, which is this week now. And I think last week, yeah, they paid us for these these past two weeks, as well as giving us $200 just for going through something traumatic, which is a big ass deal. Like, I just, I love the company that I'm with. And just knowing that I was so scared to leave the post office because I thought I would never find the same money or benefits and I have found better lets me know and I hope lets y'all know that you can do whatever you want to do in this life and don't let anyone make you think that a regular ass nine to five that you hate is your destiny because it's not. So let's just go on and get this thing started. I'm just going to get one nut off today because it's fucking ridiculous. And Texas is now open 100%, guys. I thought it was a joke when someone sent it to me. I was like, are they playing? No. Texas is legit 100% open now. Texas reminds me of like some fine ass nigga with good dick and then you have sex with them because they just look so enticing and you go and you go over there and you deal with whatever their bullshit is because, you know, they got good dick. I don't give a fuck anyway. As long as I get the benefits, you know, doing what I want to do and then boom, you end up with AIDS. That's that's Texas. It looks good. And then you move here and you like open your legs to this goddamn place. And then in just comes all the fucking toxicity of being in Texas. Oh, God. Texas is the ancient nigga. Texas is the ghetto, the Republican ghetto. I keep telling y'all. Um, Yeah. Greg Abbott, our political what clowns, as I will call them, have decided to open Texas and expose us all, which... I'm starting to think they're doing it on purpose. I think they want people to die. I think as long as they're okay, they're like, let's get these people, like, let's get these numbers down. And I mean, that's, I know that, I know that politicians don't give a fuck about us like this, but the type of evil, not to mention Ted Cruz with his bitch ass, Raphael, whatever the hell his name is, going, it's so crazy how whitewashed he made himself. He changed his name try to pretend like he's just this white American who don't give a damn about no one else. Went up there and made a speech and joked about going to Cancun. After getting drugged, he joked about going to Cancun. So I just think that it's nuts that they're opening Texas. I know we've all been losing our mind and we want to get back to normal, but I mean, Corona is still there laughing at us like, thank you. Bring your asses out here so I can catch you all, okay? It's a Pokemon hunt. I will catch all you niggas. And I can't blame anyone who goes out and enjoys their merry little life because with the shit that we've been given, everyone wants to go out 
and fucking communicate and be amongst each other and just have a good time. And it's, if our government is allowing it and we die, our government continues to fail us. So please, y'all, let this be the year that these niggas have showed their ass so badly that we go out and we vote. They did it in Georgia. I know we can do it here because it's not just the middle of the poor class and people of color. All of y'all should be tired of this shit, Republican or not. If you're not tired of this, something's wrong with you. You bred in the in evil, just like everyone else. So for this episode, you got yeah, that was my only nut. I just have to get that off. Boom. And this episode, I kind of wanted to give you guys a surprise. I wanted to talk about the dynamics between black mothers and black daughters, and just how strained the relationship is, and. I have a special guest with me today to pretty much read my ass because <laughs> if anyone of you can guess, this is a person who is always going to be real with me no matter what, because <sighs> apparently that is what she was born to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have a, a surprise with you guys. I'm going to take a little break and we're going to come back with that. So you guys, I have a special surprise for you. On this episode, I'm going to have my beautiful daughter, Zeri Brielle, come join us so we can just have an open, real conversation about the dynamics between a Black mother and a Black daughter. So I know a lot of us growing up, um, we experienced a lot of tough love from our mothers, especially as as um, daughters. A lot of us got Black, I mean, a lot of us got tough love from our moms. We got stronger discipline, restraints on our sexuality, and a lot of double standards, especially when it came to our brothers or the boys we're around. Um, I just wanted to talk openly and freely with my daughter to try and break down a lot of those barriers that we have and a lot of those um, generational curses and just give her the freedom to exist in this world the way she wants to and not dependent upon how she was born and the fact that she is a female. So, Zuri, just introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about you. Well, my name is Zuri Brielle Nunn, and uh, I usually always play Roblox or Gotcha Club. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I was going to ask you is what your favorite things to do were. So, besides Roblox, what do you like doing? I like drawing and creating animations yeah and you love do you what do you like to watch uh i like to watch a lot of anime but some yeah a lot of our listeners are super anime nerds so what are your favorite what's your favorite anime and tell tell us a couple of the ones you watch well a lot of people want me to watch hero academia uh i don't really know I know you watched The Promise Netherland. Wasn't that good? Yes. Wait, is it Neverland? Promise Neverland. And the new the season? Promise Neverland. The new season and just came out. How was it? It was good. There was only like a few episodes. I think it. I think it's starting to come out like weekly. I'm not sure. Oh, not so weekly. it wasn't the whole season? No. It's only like a few episodes. And, and the guy with the white hair was wasn't dead i knew it because i wouldn't have because i would have took him off of the intro <laughs> okay i'm gonna ask you some real questions are you ready see 
So I know we just had a, a, we're in the middle of a pandemic and we had the snowstorm. What has been your favorite thing about being stuck in the house with me? Uh, we get to watch TV together. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about your least favorite thing? Well, you have to think that makes me feel good. (laughs) There's nothing you dislike about being stuck together? Uh, no, nothing. (laughs) You can tell the truth. It's mainly my fault. Oh, what? What do you think it is? Stuff that I do. Like what? Like, like, when you yell at me and like it doesn't make me feel really good i know baby well we're gonna work on that too okay what are the type of things that i yell at you and you don't like that i don't know you yell at me a lot (laughs) i can't remember oh well and we can work on that okay Okay. I love you. Do I yell at you all day though? No. Mm. <laughs> Just when you're doing stuff? Well, sometimes I have bad, sometimes I see scary stuff. So I go into the living room. Then when I feel something, I turn on the light to see what it was. And you screamed at me. Yeah, because you turn on the light at like 1 a.m. when your bedtime was 8 p.m. Okay. <laughs> you shouldn't be up in the middle of the night. But that's yeah, my routine. Yeah, to go get your butt in the bed. No, so I can't. That's my routine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what do you, how am I different from other moms? Man, that's... There's a lot of things. (laughs) Like what? So a lot of things such as uh you let me have five dollars every Friday. (laughs) No other people's parents don't give them allowance. That was a good thing, and they do actually. I have a book. Yeah, so so then there's other parents who do this. How am I different? Wait, did that mess up the audio from me breathing? <laughs> no, baby, you're fine. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other ways you think I'm different? Well, I tell you how I think you're different from other children, okay? I'm smarter. You're smart, but you're also very caring and you stand up for people all the time. And you you make me so excited because when you come and tell me about your Roblox, how y'all have y'all little teams and how y'all all support LGBT what are, what are the letters? LGBTQ. Do you know what they stand for? Lesbian. Okay. L Lesbian, gay. What's B? Bisexual. Mm-hmm. Trans. Quest. 
questioning, I think. Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of her because guys, I didn't teach her this. Like I teach her to care about people, but she goes and she figures all this stuff out on her own and she stands up for people all on her own. And that's how you are very different. <laughs> she has a hand on her, ch- on her chest. Like, I'm so proud. <laughs> that's how you are very different from other children that I see. A lot of kids don't really pay attention and understand those things at such a young age. And I'm so proud of you because... I was like you when I was young. I noticed all the things in the world that were different and just not okay. (laughs) And I always did it for people. And that's why I love that you're so different. And I'm glad that I'm different because you get allowance. And apparently other kids don't get allowance. Um, So how do you feel if I never get married? Like, is if me getting married or finding someone important to you? Well, I don't care if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, but marriage is a whole different thing. <laughs> what do you? Why do you think it's so different? What about marriage is so different? Because it's like some people, like, you have to stay with them for, like, the rest of your life till they die. What's wrong with that? Um, Like, some married people, like, they never spend time with their child. They just spend time with each other? Yes. <laughs> Very I sad. I don't think Very that's... sad story. So you don't want me to get married because you want to make sure that I'll still spend time with you? Yes. So what if I get married and we both spend time with you? I just don't want you to get married. I have a bad feeling and I, don't not, I do not like it. I don't know how to take that. So you're okay if I decide I don't want to get married. That's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Okay, well, if whatever you decide, whatever makes you happy is how I feel too. If you decide you want to get married and you find someone who treats you great, I will be so happy for you. If you decide you don't want to get married when you get older, I'm okay with that too. As okay. long as you do what you want to do, Okay. Are you muted? Forgetting about that. Not funny. What is it? What is happening? <laughs> I'm like every single time I join a Zoom meeting, like I'm not, I'm not unmuted. I'm muted. Oh my god! Why? God knows. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question that I have here is. Um, instead of a career, what do you want to do with your life? And do you know why I said instead of a career? What is a career to you? A job. Do you know why I put instead of a career? I have no idea. Because I don't want you to think that you have to work at like a regular job or a nine to five forever. So I want to know what is it that you want to do with your life? You don't have to think about jobs. You can think about your passions. When you think about the things that make you happy, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Well, I kind of want to really be a YouTuber or like gaming. Yeah, I want to be a YouTuber and record my gamings. Which games? Roblox. Um, hold on. Was that my? Was that my? Okay, not for you. Roblox, um, 
I would do Yandere Simulator, but it's too crazy. So even like besides YouTubing, what else? Because, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. You can do YouTube, but also many other things. What other things would you want to do in your life? Um, I don't know. Maybe a designer. That sounds awesome for clothes. Uh-huh. That sounds awesome. I would love to do that, too. Some of the things that I want to do is I want to open a school for like black children and they can just change the whole dynamics of how school is run and have like a lot of land and animals so they can just do all type of different sports and activities that they've never heard of or tried. I also um, I would want to design, too. I'd love to design clothes. That's also something I want to do. You know, I want to keep growing my podcast. And I want to travel. Like, I want us to go everywhere, especially Japan. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm very passionate <laughs> about. I just want you to know that it's important for you to live and do the things that you want to do. I don't want you to think of your life as something that you have to, to constantly be working and being stressed. If you want to just take time and travel when you get older or just live, I mean, your only purpose in this life is to live and exist and breathe and be happy. You don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe me anything. I just want you to grow up and live and do whatever you want to do. Does it sound good? Mm-hmm. I also want to make a school because, like, I want to design the clothes. Like, Ooh. in anime, like, they have really good clothes that I really, really love. The uniforms? Yes, ma'am. So if you made a school, your kids would all dress the same? They would wear uniforms? No. The males... Okay, there, there's going to be, like, clubs and, like, the club people get to wear, like, different outfits. Oh, like what clubs? Well, in anime, like, there's, like, music club, like, clubs like that. And, like, hold on. The baking club. Oh, you want to learn how to cook? No, I don't no. like cooking either. I like cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> you want to learn how to make a cheesecake? I want to learn how to make a cheesecake. I want to learn. So good. I don't know. I like cheesecake because it's a different texture from the other cakes. I love it. We had cheesecake today, y'all. <laughs> we had chilies. Welcome to Chili's. <laughs> so the last question I have on here for you is, why do you love being a Black girl? Yeah. Because we're amazing. And, mm -hmm. like, if you look into our eyes, like, we have, like, this halo. And, like, I see it. It's... Are we angels? Me and you have them. We have halos. Yes. We are definitely being a black girl is awesome. And we can run really fast. <laughs> we can run really fast. And we have some incredible style. Look at you right now. You look so cute. Facts. Why does my picture look like a mugshot? <laughs> turn, turn your camera off real quick. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> I don't even know how to. 
Oh, it says stop video. Oh, there we go. I saw it for a second. I didn't see the full thing. Whatever. I'm looking a mess. Well, anyways, you guys, I just wanted to have Zuri on this episode so we can just talk freely and let her express herself. She always asks to get on the podcast. And if anybody knows me, it's this girl because she has to live with me every day. She's my little broke roommate <laughs> that don't pay no bills. <laughs> Are you not broke with your $5 allowance? Do you pay rent with your allowance? No, I buy diamonds with my allowance. So yes, I do. <laughs> I buy, I do my Roblox rent. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Does that help me at all? Yes, it does. It it really does. How? It helps you spend money so you won't get so you won't have a whole lot of money in one room where you stuff all your money in my room. Then I'll just like just take a little bit because you can't count it. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to bring you here, baby, to talk about just how it feels to be my daughter. I know a lot of people know me, but they may not know me as a mother. And you know, growing up for me was really hard. And I felt like a lot of the, I wasn't allowed to express myself the way I wanted because I was a girl. And I really hope to raise you to feel differently. And I want you to be able to express yourself and for you to feel safe and happy and loved. Do you feel like that? Mm-hmm. Do you know that I love you? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Do you know that I have your back always? Ding, ding, ding. So I just want you to know that if you ever need anything from me, you can always come and tell me. I know we're in two different rooms right now, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to tell, tell anyone before you have to go? I would tell them my username, but I have way too many friend requests. Like, there's like, there's a lot. Okay, first of all, y'all, she's popular, so she'll need y'all is what she's saying. <laughs> and uh, I have, like, 18 followers in Roblox. Not that much. Ooh, look at you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You guys can, uh, my friend request is Alex Angel Squad A. Do not ask why there's a... <laughs> I need grammar help <laughs> with the squad. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt yourself now <laughs> alright we'll tell the listeners bye oh don't forget to follow me bye <laughs> not follow me stalk me I mean follow me on Roblox no <laughs> <laughs>
you know, she's just always on edge. She just doesn't, she doesn't like sleep. It's not her favorite thing. She's just like, she could probably stay up all night if she wanted to. And we've tried, you know, I got her a lofted bed so she wouldn't have to feel close to the ground. She wanted that. We did that. I tried letting her sleep in the living room. We did that. Sometimes she sleeps with me. She still freaks out. Like, so this week in particular, even with the snowstorm happening and just everything going on, I feel like I've been like extra stressed and either it's Jersey not letting me sleep or her. And at night, my patience is just like, this is my time where I just want to relax or go to sleep. And she will literally wake me up like throughout the night, like 10 times. There was one day I called Jen and I was so stressed out. I'm like, dude, Zuri just won't sleep at night and I don't know what to do. So now like I'm just snapping on her. I'm just like, go get in the bed or like, she just, I don't know. When my mom, she parented, she parented out of fear. It was like, literally, you will get your ass beat if you don't do what I say. So I did what she said. And it's hard for me to not do that with my child because people like to say, well, I turned out fine. Well, I didn't. I have a lot of anxiety. I like to people please. And I feel like I'm constantly in the mind frame of authority. Even when I go order anything, I'm like, yes, sir, no, sir. It's just built into me to be more worried about other people and their comfortability level over mine. So I'm really trying my best to parent Zuri in a different way, but I make mistakes just like everyone else. And um, it's hard. It's hard to know you're not the perfect parent or that your children have have complaints. <laughs> and I remember it was... It was one of my exes one time, and it's probably going to sound horrible, but he he broke down one time and told me, like, I'm living here with you, and sometimes it feels like you just don't care about my feelings or, like, how, like my opinion on things. You want everything to go how you want it, and you just seem like you could care less about what I have to say. And the whole time he was saying it, I was like, oh, my God. This is how I've been treating Zuri. <laughs> like, never mind that he was pouring his whole, whole heart out to me. I, all I could think about was my child and the fact that, oh my God, yeah, she's a child, but her opinion is important and her opinion is valid. And the thing she wants does matter. It's like, yeah, and I've had to do a lot of, of, you know, reinventing my parenting over and over again. And I'm constantly like aware and trying to change. And I know a lot of you listen to this and you yell at your children or you cuss your children out or you spank your children. And this is not a corner to shame anyone. Like it is hard. It is hard being black and being born from discipline and being bred to just do what I say or like get your ass beat without being understood what really you did wrong or what you're supposed to be doing. It's also hard as a woman who, when we're raised, your sexuality is completely restricted and restrained. And then you see brothers, cousins, uncles who could be older or younger than you get away with doing all this stuff that you could never do. My 13-year-old little brother can do so many more things and get away with so much more than I can at this age now. There are things that if I did right now and my whole ass 30 years old or 28, I don't even know how old I am, my mom would slap the shit out of me. Whereas my 13-year-old brother could easily get away with it or manipulate his way out of it just because he's a boy. And I've sat down to have conversations with my mom and she straight up said, well, he ain't the one that can have... have um." He ain't the one that's going to bring the kids home. And, you know, yes, he's a boy. That's the reason it is what it is. And I am trying my best to have daughters and not treat them anyway because they were born with a vagina. I do not believe that because you were born with a penis that you were granted certain privileges. And the fact that people honestly believe this is like, well, how do y'all not understand white people coming out 
and thinking they should be better than us and they should be, we should cater to them because they came out white. But you guys understand how men came out with a penis and that made them better than us and that made their goals more important and and their values and the things that they did higher than what we valued. Like, I just want to do it different with my child and I struggle all the time because I'm human and because frankly, I'm not happy with myself all the time. I'm not happy with the climate of the world. I'm fighting my depression all the time. So it's hard to be happy all the time for your children and treat them like amazing when you don't even feel it yourself. And I feel like I'm doing a pretty good, good job. It's just, I'm always constantly aware of like, I may be hurting my daughter's feelings or trying to, trying to do what's best for them without spoiling them. And trying to discipline them discipline them without scaring them. I really want them to understand. And especially with Jersey, because she's younger. She's two, but she's still at the age where she um she still haven't spoken. She's she, actually she can say a lot of things, but she's not speaking in sentences like a typical two year old would. And she doesn't interpret as well as other children do. So she so I'm trying to explain to her and get her to understand things without spanking her or yelling because that's not the way she functions and understands things. So it's hard being a parent. It's hard being a mom, especially and a black um, woman, frankly. And I'm trying the best that I can. And it's still very sad and, and sensitive for me when I'm not doing the best or I get negative feedback from my child. But I do always want to be aware of how I'm making her feel because at the end of the day, she cannot have the choice to leave. If I'm treating my partner bad, my partner can get up and leave me. If I'm treating my daughter bad, she just has to deal with it. She just has to feel that way and be like, oh, well, this is my mom. This is my home. So I want to make sure that her opinion matters to me. And I want her to know and I want her to speak freely and hurt my feelings and and know that it's okay as long as she's telling me the truth. So yeah, I just wanted to come on here and talk about it because, shit, I felt guilty. I'm like, oh, my God, do I yell at you that much? <laughs> and now I feel fucking terrible. But um, we talked about it. I already put her to bed to everything. She's like, oh, my God, no, you're a good mom. I'm just saying. Like, shit, bitch, you asked me. Don't get mad at, your, at my answer. <laughs> Anyways, guys, now I'm going to bring you my Black Sheep of the Week. Of the Week. But Black Sheep. Of the week. week. (laughs) All right, you guys, my black sheep of the week is none other than Cree Summers. If you don't know that name, oh, you know this voice. She first started out acting. Well, she's a singer, an activist, a hippie ass bitch. Just um, she's talented as shit. And she her first appearance was Frank was Freddie, sorry in a different world and I hope black people don't come for me but I've never seen a different world it's a little bit before my time but her voice was so animated and amazing that she went on to star in like some of our favorite cartoons she was Penny and in, in Inspector Gadget um she was she played in Pinky and the Brain and she was of course Susie and Rugrats and she even did the the theme song for All Grown Up when everyone grew up like all grown up I really want to shout it out that's one of my favorite songs like from my childhood when I hear it it just gives me such nostalgia Kree has voiced so many people she she voiced um 
Number five and Codename Kids Next Door. I miss that show so much. And matter of fact, I dressed up as number five one year for Halloween. I She's been like iconic. She was in Clifford, The Big Red Dog. She was in Atlantis, The Lost Empire. She played Princess Kidda in that. She was in Danny Phantom. I didn't even realize she was in Danny Phantom. Damn, I remember that too. She was Valerie Gray in that. She was Penelope in Barbie's Rapunzel. Uh, she was Beast Girl in Elastigirl in Teen Titans Go. I'm look, I'm I'm literally finding stuff. Oh, she was in Drawn Together. She was Foxy Love in that. I remember that. She was Max in Batman Beyond. Uh, she was Yvonne and Gordon in Miss Munger's class. Oh, Nebula in Gardens of Galaxy. She has been literally everything, y'all. Like, if it, if she was like the iconic black person in all of all of the cartoons, every time they needed like a sassy black girl or any black girl, let me not even say sassy black girl because she was not a stereotype. She was Susie whose parents were like fucking doctors or they were just smart as shit. Susie was the star of Rugrats in my opinion. She was always the moral compass. Cree is amazing, y'all. Like even following her online, she's spiritual. Her tattoos are fucking insane. Her style is dope. She, the fact that she's only worth $4 million and she's been such an icon. I know I shouldn't gauge someone off of their network, but to know that like our black stars get treated like this and they're underpaid when they are like the basis for some American ass history. I mean, American history, not African-American, American. They have like pillars and iconic moments in life and and they're not even paid shit they're paid scraps for it so Cree shout out to you girl because you will go down in black history you are a legacy you are an icon girl give it up for Cree all right y'all let's talk about what I've been watching um, I know I told you guys I'm going to cover Good Girls. I promise you I am. For all the people who's been watching, I'm still going to give the ones who haven't a chance because, like I said, I watched it all in a day. And since it's the whole season, I'm going to just wait on that. Real Housewives of Atlanta because the new season, came, I mean, the new episode came on and I'm just living for this season. I'm living for everyone, each individual um, housewife on this season. I love it. It's no one kind of off. Everyone fits in. It's great. Uh, so we start with them at dinner. And Tanya lets it ring that she was in the room with Portia. Now, when I tell you, Kenya knows how to throw the bait out there. And these hoes just go for it. They just swim onto the bait. And they're like, I know we're going to get hooked. But let, let's just do it. She's so good at what she does. No matter what y'all say about Kenya, she is great TV. And, and if she was not on here, it wouldn't be nearly as much drama. I'm one of the ones who believe that a show can still be great without the drama. It can show them with their own men alone. If they just showed half these women with the shit they deal with with their husbands, it'd be enough drama on its own. I'm not a big fan of of women bickering and, and the angry Black woman narrative, but uh, a lot of us have these arguments and fight like this anyways. And Kenya is great TV because she's going to stir the fucking pot. She's going to get whatever it is out there, even if it's none of her business. Tanya takes the bait and lets it ring that she was in the room with Portia. It's literally like, <laughs> they were like, there's a little bit of evidence, but we don't know. And Portia was like, well, let me tell you that I was there at the crime scene and I didn't touch shit. Like, it was like, girl, what? Why did you even say that you were there? Uh, it was it was just so obvious. Um, 
Like I said, I still don't care if they fuck this man or if they didn't fuck this man. But I'm telling you right now, if I got drunk enough, I'd probably fuck around and do the same thing. Who cares? But Kenya is just so good at stirring the pot and the other women just fall right into it. Um, Portia gets upset and she leaves. She's like, I'm over it. I'm done with this because it's none of their fucking business. And frankly, I don't think Portia has to own up to anything because what people do in the privacy of their own beds, bedrooms, even if they're on a reality show, it doesn't mean that you get to come to my bedroom and, and look at what we're doing in here. And for Kenya's argument that, well, where me and my daughter was, because she loves to bring up her child to to shame the other women for what they're doing. Girl, you were just popping it on the damn table, opening your legs with the creak, creak, and all that. Your daughter was upstairs. No one cared. Like, don't use that as an excuse why you needed to know what the hell they were doing in that room. Because had no one said anything and you didn't know or you slept through the night, your daughter would be okay. She's not going to grow up years from now and tell her therapist that the reason she's so messed up is because there was a threesome happening when she was a baby downstairs. Okay. So Toya goes to visit Kenya when they get back. Kenya is icing Toya, trying to make her feel guilty because Kenya is a very manipulative person. Kenya is an emotionally abusive friend. Deadass. Like an emotional abuser. I'm not kidding. She's a gaslighter and she's a manipulator. And it's the worst type of friendship you can have with someone because you know they're so defensive that you can never call them out on being wrong. You just must have their back at all times or they think that it's not loyal. So she turns the whole thing around Latoya, on Latoya and Latoya says, you know, I didn't agree with you. And she basically tells her it's not about that. It's about that you didn't have my back. And that's what's annoying about those type of friendships. They can't take any criticism. They can't reflect. They are so completely unaware. They're never wrong ever. They can only apologize when it's obvious that they're dead wrong. And if there's any way they can back up their bullshit, they will. And Kenya is prime example. She's great TV, but she's horrible for her own self-health. Like, it's not okay to be like that because you can never grow when you are stuck in that same mentality. Toya, of course, eats it up because she cares more about her friendship with Kenya than to continue this little argument, which everyone seems to does to do with Kenya. Kenya gets babied a lot more than she realizes, and she's just very, very victimizing. Kenya basically tells Toya, well, the reason I was upset is because you know, you know that I have a crush on you. And <laughs> Toya's facial expression, it, it was kind of cute. She was like, I can't believe Kenya said something like that because she's very guarded, which is true. But Kenya does everything with a tactic. If at this point you have not asked this girl to eat your pussy, you ain't trying to eat hers. You're telling her this to make her feel guilty for making out with Portia or whatever she did. She's like, Portia's your enemy, and I'm sorry. I should have been more aware of that. So not only did Kenya not take any responsibility, now she has Toya apologizing for doing damn well she pleases. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how Kenya doesn't watch these things back. Like Drana said last week, but you need therapy. And that's not no joke or to, to laugh and say like, oh, you need help. No, bitch, you legit need therapy because it is not okay the way I'm just praying on this show that we see some growth in therapy from Kenya. I'm just really fucking praying. But a lot of the times we think when people are rich that they have access to these resources. Being rich and successful gives a lot of people the ego to think that they don't need nothing else. I went from being poor. Now I'm rich. I don't need shit else. So <sighs> I don't know. Kenya also lets it ring that 
Portia wants to be here, which was a surprise to not only me, but everybody else. We were like, <laughs> even the Kenya fans were probably like, no, Portia, I don't think that's what it is. I don't think that that's what's going on here. And no way, shape, or form do I think Portia want anything that Kenya got. Nothing. Not saying anyone looks better than the other. Y'all know Portia is one of my faves. Kenya is a very beautiful woman. And she's been getting back in shape and been looking really good these past couple episodes and in her confessional. But, um, yeah, that's just not true, Kenya. You're just... A hating ass bitch and people are fucking tired and they're calling you out. And Portia is one of the ones who has grown to a level where she is unaffected by your bullshit. She just be letting you do your, your shit over there. And she be really just just swerving that shit. Um, I was also wanted to say that Portia is going down in whole history. She really is going down. Like she is iconic, legendary status wholeness right now. Like, if you really took Bolo's dick all 27 inches of that shit, bitch, I stand. Get it how you live, bitch. And pass it to a real one, okay? Call me. <laughs> and then, you know, oh, I forgot to mention that the men, all of the women had to tell their husbands what happened. I was cracking the fuck up when Cynthia told Mark, Mark, oh, what am I doing? When Cynthia told Mike, what happened because the way Mike responded <laughs> and them doing the eh, 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 when describing his dick. Cynthia is so cute and like not childish, but like just so adorable and awkward when it comes to sex. And it was just so cute watching them interact because I believe that they don't put on an act. I believe they really are so loving and cute like this. I love it to death. I love their relationship. They're one of my faves. And um Mike just starts humping on her, and, and it's just so funny. I just love every little bit of it. Then we go to Drew Sedora's house, and she tells her husband, and I just, I don't know what it is about their dynamic, or something feels fake, something feels deeply off and disturbed about their relationship, and I don't trust that nigga at all. He he reminds me way too much of my ex and that charming-ass shit, that per picture-perfect, fine-ass, I don't know. It's just something there that's like when she brings up what happened and, and she tells him, well, you didn't tell me what happened. So I ain't got to tell you everything. He will not tell her what he did for these three days and how they're able to move forward. I don't understand because had it been me, we will. You're going to take a lot of text tests, nigga. I'm going to find out what you did, because one thing I'm never going to do is be looking like boo boo the fool ever. Never. I've talked about this before. My pride is so big. I'm a Leo. Getting cheated on is not my biggest concern. Looking crazy and not knowing about it is my biggest concern. I might have to kill you. You might have to die. So, oof, I don't know how she does it. Because every time I look that nigga in the face, I'm going to be asking the same question. You're not entering me with that penis until I know where it is. Man, ugh, I don't want to get married. <laughs> you heard what Zuri said. <laughs> So yeah, we get to the end of the episode and it's so fucked up. I'm not laughing because honestly, there is no part of me who feels like as terrible as Kenya is that she deserved Mark. No part of me. None. Mm -mm. I don't think Mark is Kenya's karma. I think Mark is an awful ass human being. Kenya gets her karma in so many ways. You don't even understand. Kenya is not happy and gets it in so many ways. She did not need Mark to, to do this. This... 
Kenya goes to see her lawyer. This is the craziest part of this episode. It was really fucking crazy. She goes to see her lawyer and they're talking about, you know, Kenya decided to not file for divorce. She decided to file for a custody agreement, a custody dispute, which we don't understand because she has said it so many times that Marcus never had her baby by himself. No, it's, nor has he tried to keep the baby by himself because as controlling as he is, if he pressed the issue, it would have happened. But never once has he tried to even keep this baby. Kenya's just been doing it all by her own. She goes to see her lawyer and she tells her lawyer, you know, she's all in a smiles and giggles mood. And the producer asks her why she wouldn't file for divorce and just custody. And she's like, because we need to figure this out now. She thinks there's a, still a chance they may reconcile. And her her um, attorney looks like, you know, what's going on? And she's like, well, you know, he sent me a song and like the song, he said the song is about us and you know, so... Her lawyer literally busts out laughing and she's looking like, are you happy? What's going on? And he's like, I don't even mean to laugh at your happiness that I'm about to deflate out of you. But Mark, I got this from his attorney this morning. He filed for divorce and he's not asking for anything for the child. He's asking for money from you. He is asking for alimony, bitch. She's like, she, I mean, she is shook. She is shook in a way that's like disbelief. Like, I don't even think at that moment it hit her. She was just like, her face went full black mama. And when you touched it in the store and I told you 27 times not to fucking touch it. She's like, she's getting her lips and she's gripping it. She's going through these pages and she's like, no, this nigga didn't. She's like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. The lawyer's like, yes, he did. She's like, no, he didn't. I'm telling you he motherfucking didn't because I'm telling you what he did last night. So a lot of people think she lied. And just since she knew the camera was there telling, making up this story that he was still caring about her. So she wouldn't look horrible in this moment. And she probably had no idea he filed. I believe that. I don't believe she lied. I believe he set this shit up to blindside her, to keep her from filing so that he could blindside her and file first. 100% because Kenya be Kenya be dramatic I don't know her to lie maybe she did but I don't think she did I just don't and she was shook and it like that nigga is literal shit nothing about the baby and as much as he said his businesses were great he don't she can have it on she can do this do, 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 do. they showed the flashback of him saying that and never once did I believe it because after him having that event and taking that money from that event and people saying that shit was shady, I always believed he was a con artist. I believe this nigga don't care about no damn kids. He don't care about nobody. So I, I believe when he puts together these events, raised all this money, I definitely believe he'd be stealing this money or he is a scammer, allegedly. This is what I believe because he came straight from her for her pocket. And it just, I hate to see it, man. I hate to see it because black women are even more underprivileged than than black men because we are not only black but we are women we still get a huge difference from white men and black men men period so to see her work so hard and be you know hollywood le black hollywood legacy and to see a nigga this trash come from her pockets it's still a sore spot it still made me want to beat that nigga i never from the moment i seen him on screen liked him never I always can spot a spade. And that nigga was trash from Z moment. Oof. It was it was a heavy fucking moment, y'all. 
I felt bad. It was funny as shit because her lawyer was like, I hate to break it to you, but I told y'all niggas. Like, he was, like, I've been trying to tell you, but there is just something about how society has bred us to believe that you have to just be unconditionally loving to these niggas who will shit on you and not spit on you if you were on fire. Like, she was literally willing, willing to make her marriage work after him embarrassing her, treating her, degrading her the way he did. And he still continued to just double, triple down on it. It's, we hate to see it. And we hate to see you be so strong-willed with these women and so weak when it comes to this man. We hate to see it. And I, I don't blame women all the time because at the end of the day, an abuser is an abuser. Abuser is going to abuse he is a manipulator and he's awful and he's all them things. And it doesn't matter what Kenya is. He is still all those things. And there is nothing she could have done to ask for that. Nothing about her demeanor, appearance, the way she acts and treats other women makes her deserving of how he treated her. He should still never treat anyone that way. And I believe he treats women like that. Just period. He seems like an ancient ass nigga. Ain't he a Leo? I'm a Leo. Nigga Leo's awful disgusting don't come near me i'm just playing nah for real i'll be like <laughs> i couldn't imagine me with a whole ass dick i couldn't imagine me being who i am with a penis my god lord so that was the housewife of Atlanta. tanya is no longer with us she she still never came back to the show since then and oh we just hate to see it all y'all but yeah that's my week's episode party favors um if you ever happen upon a huge penis like bolos take it down knock it down show that nigga the business and change that nigga's life show that nigga that just because you got that you don't know what i got okay he got a big dick and now he's all out yes i know i just did this episode with my child mind your fucking business how you think she got here okay bye